Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you from both your financial life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from the journey of your roots to the vines that might be growing and all the influences that are in the air that help craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to the first show of 2022, where we are going to change things up just a little bit. And we are going to go back to having guests on the show, but the guests are going to be other financial planners from within Rooted Planning Group. So we're very thrilled to launch the first new edition in 2022 with one of our, I say, quote unquote, new planners, but she's actually been with us for almost a year and a half now, Anne Arcio. Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, Anne has been a wonderful addition to our team. And many of you may, if you are clients of ours, you may have uh, have seen her name or even possibly worked directly with her. And she is our master budget extraordinaire. <laughs> How do you like that title, Anne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're thrilled to have her on part of the team and, and some of the documents that she has actually created for some of our clients has been extraordinary. And we thought we would open up this year talking about all things related to budget. And you may hear in the background, because you know it's it's we're actually recording this show at the end of the year. The excitement of Christmas is coming upon us. You may hear occasionally hear a little. I would say normal environment in the background. And it's wonderful to hear those giggly voices and sounds from Anne's children. So we like to keep it real here at Rooted Planning Group. And if you do hear those, just know that there's a lot of love in that laughter. So one of the things that we wanted to dig into talking with you about um, just in general is discussing different ways that people budget their money. Now we here at Rooted Planning Group have a no judgment zone when it comes to how people are spending their money. But we do want people to know how they spend their money. So we, you know, we will talk you through potentially ways to save and we'll talk you through some ideas around most efficient use of money. But we want you to know where your money is going and different people uh, do this differently. In fact, the way that we came up with this idea for the show is we were talking as part of the team about how we all have a slightly different process into what we call quote unquote budgeting. 
So, um, so diving into that just a little bit, and we actually have, I just want to mention too, and we'll put this in the show notes. We actually have a class on this as well. For those of you that are looking for ideas on how to create your own budget, we have a class that's $99 and it actually will walk you through putting together like your goals a little bit and building your own master budget and tracking your own spending. And again, you know, it's all uh, judgment free. We don't, we don't uh, tell people how to spend their money necessarily. We just have try to encourage you to have it match your goals. So digging into that and um, discussing, I mean, we've worked with uh, hundreds of clients over the years, right? And discussing the different ways people budget their money and setting up a budget for the new year. Talk to me a little bit about some ideas that you have or that you've shared with clients in the past. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things is just to really be clear on how much your lifestyle costs. I think a lot of people, they have maybe a general idea, but when they sit down and map it all out, they're really surprised at where their money is going every month. Um, So we call it with the spreadsheet that we use, we call it the master budget. And that's really just laying out your monthly income, your savings goals, all of your fixed expenses, and then all of your fun lifestyle expenses. And I think, you know, just taking a minute to just kind of look through the last few months of your spending to get a good handle on what that lifestyle costs are, the the clothes shopping, the gas, the eating out, the entertainment, all of that. Um, And then your fixed expenses, because I think that can creep up on you. You can get, you know, you start to go through that. My husband and I go through this once a year and we'll realize, you know, we've got different subscriptions and (laughs) things that we aren't using anymore. Uh Um, Yeah, I think, you know, you take a hard look at it and realize, you know, I've been paying for the cell phone plan for the last five years and I've never asked if there's a better option for me and, um, you know, just kind of questioning everything. That's funny that you bring up the cell phone because uh, just the other day, something happened and I looked at our Verizon account and I'm like, huh, there's a little, it's, it was $10 a month for one of those little hotspot devices. And I'm uh-huh. like, why am I paying for this? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I haven't used that hotspot in probably a year. And of course I get mad at myself. I'm like, that's 120 bucks that I just spent. Like I haven't <laughs> used it. <laughs> I could have, I could have gotten something really nice for 120 bucks. I was kind of mad at myself, but it is, that's the kind of stuff. We call it the, Brent and I call it our financial summit. And so we sit down everyone every year, just like you and Fran do. And we go through, we kind of develop our master budget at that point in time. And I'm, I'm what is called like a reverse budgeter. So I tend to go down through, I looked at all of our fixed expenses and point, your point is so valid that looking through those quote unquote fixed expenses, there's some variable expenses in there too. Mm -hmm. Like they've become fixed, but they're truly variable. Like we could pick and choose what we've got and the savings goals that we have. That's a big one that we always put in. And then we just figure we'll spend the rest. Like that's kind of how we budget, but it's amazing how spend the rest kind of grows too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, and there's several tools that some people like, like we like this master budget. Um, Like I said, Brent and I are going to be going through that. We usually do it like around the 2nd of January. We sit down. We never do it on the 1st because who knows what happened the night before. Nobody wants to do (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to do budgeting on January 1st. So um, for lack of attention, probably more than anything, but January 2nd (laughs) is our date. Like that's, that's our date. We sit down and we dig through everything and we like split it up and say, well, I'll look into this. You look into that. Like if there's other ways that we can save, 
Um, but then we we do map out some of those other uh, I like master ideas about well we want to increase our savings or we want to go on vacation you know if we ever can go on vacation again travel again like those are the things that we need to map out um, and having that master budget is a very beneficial tool to be able to say well can we like if something comes up in the course of our life throughout the year we can look at that and say well what adjustments could we actually make. And I think for a lot of people, that's also true. Like if, if they want to know, like, can I afford a new car, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you've seen over the years working with people that are areas that um, I think surprise you or surprise them probably more than anything? I think people, I don't know if it comes, if, you know, I, like we were saying, no judgments. I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> if it surprises. I mean, sometimes, you know, we work with clients all around the country and sometimes just seeing the amount that it costs people to mm-hmm. just, you know, pay the rent and just those very basic living costs, um, which can be hard, you know, to, to reduce when you live in some of those cities. Yeah. Um, but like I think New we York. also... Like California and New York have very... Yeah, we rates. tend to work yeah. with a lot of clients in LA and New York and you're just seeing, you know, and it's hard and we understand that. Um, but we always come from a place of no judgment. And I think what I see people try to do when we start working with them a lot of times is they try to go too strict with their budget or they're going to track mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, I always feel like that's kind of like dieting. Like you might be setting yourself up for failure once you say, I'm never going to have another piece of chocolate or, you know, I'm not... <laughs> Like if, when you get too extreme, then it's just, you know, I always tell clients like building that fun money. It's okay. If something extra comes along to, you know, kind of split that out and put some towards debt or savings goal, but also, you know, a little part of that for some fun money. Um, yeah. There's some areas where I struggle with and meaning that I love the items so much that it's like, Oh, it'd be so easy. If I just, I could budget for it, but if I don't control it somehow, like if I don't use like physical cash or I have a special credit card or something like that, that I only use for those items, then I can get carried away with it. And I, I mean, no surprise for me, like wine is one of my items that I can easily, I like, I travel with my taste buds. So when I hear of like a new part of the world, I'll, I'll go and look and see if they have a wine or beer region. And so then I'll go to like, I'll go online or I'll go to like an ABC or a total wine or something like that. And I'll try to find something from that region just to say like, would I ever want to travel there to like, you know, taste like their stuff? I don't know. It's just for me, that's fun. Right. Well, I have a special credit card that I use for wine purchases so that I can control on a monthly basis. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I like that because that's my vice. Like I don't go shopping a lot, like clothes shopping or, you know, Brent and I eat out some, but not very often, but wine I could get carried away with. And I don't, it's not like I drink it all by myself. We share it with friends and, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. the way that we don't go out much, but we get together with friends a lot. So that's like our big expense besides some of the things that are like necessary. So I always encourage people if they have like something like that in their life for a long time, I had a purple envelope that cash went in. And I would use that cash for like purchasing that kind of thing, but that doesn't work so well when you're doing it online. So, so that's why I got that (laughs) special credit card. (laughs) Yeah. 
I like the idea of using separate accounts for tracking different purchases. Like we have an account that we just pay our fixed bills from and then count just for spending. Um, and then we have a set amount each week that goes in. And, and we know when we look at that account, like that's money we can spend on the fun stuff. Like our other stuff is taken care of. And if we get to the end of the week and there's $50 left, well, we got to make that work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that keeps us on track. It, it can even be like, yeah, we can go out and have dinner or it's like, oh Lord, we're going to like, it's going to be a weekend at the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think matching up too, I think when you sit there and build that master budget, if you ask yourself the question, um, you know, what value does this add to my life? So like we talked about the fact that people pay a lot in rent and they pay a lot possibly in mortgage, depending on where they live, but that may bring great value to their life because they're where they want to be. Now, do they realize that? Maybe not until they ask themselves that question, but then other things that they're spending money on. Like I had somebody say to me not too long ago, like, you know, I probably am spending too much on the gym, but that's my sanity. Well, then you should be like, if that's your, you know, if there's a cheaper gym you could go to and you get the same like value out of it, fine. But if that's your health and your mental health, then yeah, that matches your goals. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that's why we came up with the mindful money program. It was being mindful. Like, does this add something to your life? And is it important to you? Cause I know when the pandemic started and DoorDash became our vice and just this convenience of ordering food while we were working from home, but realizing that, you know, with the fees and everything, just how much it costs. Um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's one of those, con- yeah, like you said, convenience creepers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now th- let's talk about that class just a little bit that, um, that was created. So, um, the whole idea behind it is really to, it, I mean, it's both something that you can track your goals. You can track, you can also track your debt. Like you could set a goal to reduce your debt, kind of give the back. Cause you created that, you created that document. This is your, mm-hmm. um, I would say, you know, child, one of your, one of your <laughs> child children, um, give us some background on what, what, what was your mindset? Like, how did you come up with the idea of this? So it came from a Google sheet, really just kind of like an Excel sheet that um, we built out years ago and just over the years have improved it and built on it and added a debt tab and added the master master budget tab. And um, just as a way to get people really clear on what they were spending. And we, we liked its manuals. So there's a lot of um, options out there like Mint and you need a budget that'll mm-hmm. pull in all your spending from your accounts and you know it's automatic and they let you know where you're at. But there's you know, something to being kind of manual where you have to go in and enter it yourself and kind of get this feel of like, okay, I've entered this coffee purchase 10 times this month. <laughs> Hello. Like, yeah, I've gone to Target five times and it's over $200 each time. Like you just start to get this feel of like where these, you know, money leaks are as you enter it. Um, so, you know, we've just built upon it over the years and I think it, you know, clients really take to it. Um, cause even when you use these tools like mint or you need a budget, I still feel like there's a lot of going in and having to recategorize things. And like, if you just set it up and think you can just leave it, like it doesn't really give you the picture that you're looking for. So especially I think that master budget tab that we keep referring to, but I think that's really powerful just to 
to put all of your spending in there and then see is what's left over and um, you know is there enough for my savings goals so i do think it's important for us to really like you said it's like a touch it feel it kind of you know like if mm-hmm. i if if you do enter it 10 times in a row or you know in a given month and it's like oh my like that's an awareness function and it mm-hmm. might be okay like I, you know I, if somebody wants if that's their advice if that's how they want they, that brings great pleasure in your life then go ahead like do it right but if you're mm-hmm. trying to if you're if you're like wow that you know that doesn't really bring that much joy to me like why am i spending this much money on it well then it's an opportunity to sort of shift where the money is going just a little bit so i mean that that and then also adding on to that the the idea of projecting out right planners love to plan so mm-hmm. projecting out like what do you think and then and then there's a comparison piece in that spreadsheet too that google doc as well like you're comparing what did you plan to what did you actually what actually happened mm-hmm. Yeah. So we show all that you build out your master budget and this is what you want your, your, um, your goals for the month. This is what you want it to look like every month. And then when you enter your actual spending, it'll tell you, you know, line item by line item where you've gone over, um, and then even a year to date tab. So you can see year to date, like you've already, you know, come close to spending a budget and the budget in a certain category. So I think that's a cool feature that we've added. Yeah. And then also the debt tracking side of it too, to like be able to see like, where are you at with some of your debt and, or maybe you don't have any, but you have other goals about savings. Where are you at with those savings goals as well? Because as we're recording that recording right now at the end of the year, like there's this big push, like, oh my gosh, you know, we've got two weeks left in the year. I better get things done where that is going to keep you aware of, have you moved along throughout the course of the year? Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest uh, tips of the trade, if you want to call that, that have been, I know you mentioned earlier with you and Fran, like you have a separate account for your fixed bills and then you kind of have a separate account for your, um, fun, you know, kind of spending, but what are some of the things that you've seen work with be successful with clients as well? Well, I think with using that Google sheet, I mean, we see, I think it's really helpful for clients to set it all up and at least use it really solidly for at least three to four months. Um, it, you know, it can be tricky. It is manual and it, it can be tiring to keep up with it constantly. But I think if you use it those first three to four months and you get a really good feel for where your money's at, then I think, you know, the next step is just kind of automating things, um, mm-hmm. automate your savings goals. So have an automatic transfer to your cash cushion emergency fund account. You know, once you have a really good idea of, okay, this is how much extra I can pay back um, towards any debt that you're carrying, then set up that automatic transfer to those debt accounts. So um, I don't think that once you get a handle on things that you have to track every single thing every month, Mm -hmm. um, I think the next step, once you know, is to just automate. Yeah. Automation is the key, isn't it? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, I mean, that really does do it. Making sure that, that whatever savings amount is going to be set aside, whatever like fixed bills need to be paid automate from Brent and I, that's probably the number one thing that out of sight, out of mind, if it's mm-hmm. not in the account, we won't spend it. Mm-hmm. And um, also establishing that emergency fund is so critical. I mean, so critical and so important for people to have a good amount of money set aside that if, they do have an emergency. The refrigerator breaks because I always joke and say like the household appliances go in threes mm-hmm. and <laughs> it never fails. You know, like if the refrigerator breaks, the stove and probably the dishwasher is going to go at the same time. Like they they all have this like 
you know, funny little joke going, say, Hey, watch this, you know, it's like this <laughs> or, or they don't want to be alone. So they go in three, so they can all go to the same retirement community together. Like I just joke about it because it's, <laughs> it just always seemed that way. Well, you know, refrigerator stoves and microwaves or um, dishwashers are not cheap. And so, you know, you don't want to finance something like that where you're paying 20% on top of the actual cost of you know, those kinds of things. So very true. So I think it's important to have that or gosh, you know, if you got laid off from a job or something, that's, you know, what do you do in that situation? So having that emergency fund set aside is probably the most critical like automation tool. And then once that's done, those other um, savings goals can kind of come into play. And, and just because you have a couple of small kids too, because a lot of people sometimes will say to me, you know, it's just, it's very expensive to have children. Like, you know, things just come up. Do you have any tricks or ideas that um, you could share with the audience for people that, that have some children that have some unexpected expenses sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I think I, I sort of just try to kind of simplify it. Just the way I was raised, we didn't have a ton. There was four of us, four kids. Um, so, I mean, I, I try first of all, to just keep it kind of simple and, um, like look for classes where things are going to fit into our budget. Mm. Um, I think parents get, you know, really stressed of, um, you know, what they, what they put their kids in and and what they're doing. Mm. And even when they're little, like I I have a three-year-old and, um, my husband's already full stressed about, you know, what things he's involved in and, And so we try to just keep it a little bit more simple and be mindful of our budget with that Um, and look for opportunities for, you know, classes that are affordable or Mm -hmm. or free or different things that they can do that way. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess kids are, (laughs) they are expensive. And I think just, you know, keeping a handle on our budget and keeping that master budget and automating things and just, you know, using that other account, we realize, you know, when we're getting a little bit out of hand and then we kind of We'll look at the big picture. Okay, are there things we can cut from our budget or you know reduce somehow? Um, so yeah, just kind of yeah. keeping an eye on it. It's the it's that revisiting it every once in a while, right? I think that's mm-hmm. why they say like every three to four months, kind of sit down and take a look at what what isn't automated to a certain extent, or you know, once a year, the big picture, look at everything, look, the total picture, and then a couple times throughout the course of the year, kind of sit down. Cause you pull back and then it gets away with you and then you pull back and then it gets away from you. So kind of revisiting it every once in a while is very helpful. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, we will put in the show notes, um, a link to that class that we were talking about and some of the tools that are associated with that. And, uh, we hope that you, um, we hope that 2022 is a wonderful year for all of you that are listening. And certainly if you have any questions, uh, we look forward to receiving them. You can send us an email to info at rooted planning, excuse me, rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And we would love to hear your questions come in. We're going to be coming up with a section called Asking for a Friend. And just to kind of segue to that this particular week, one of the questions that we've been hearing a lot about is should I invest in these things called I savings bonds? Now we are we love them. The interest rate right now is phenomenal. It's seven point one two percent if you annualize wow. it. 
it's great, right? So if you have some cash sitting on hand, then it's a wonderful place that you can invest some money right now. It is limited to $10,000 per year per person, plus an additional 5,000 that you can put away with your tax return if you want to. So technically you could put away $15,000 a year. It adjusts on a, a semi-annual basis. So the next time it's gonna adjust is in April. Interest rates can go down. And if you don't hold it for a year, there are some penalties. Uh, well, actually, if you don't hold it for five years, you have to hold it for at least one year. And then if you don't hold it for five years, they do. Uh, and if you surrender a portion of it, they do hold back uh, uh, three months worth of interest. But heck, you know, if at that kind of interest rate, I I would be very interested. And we've, in, we've encouraged people to look into it. Um, so you can go to treasurydirect.gov to find out more information about those iSavings bonds. And, and it's a great place to maybe stash some of your emergency funds. Not all of it, because if you have to get to it within the next year, we want to make sure you have. But if you're thinking a little bit longer term, that's a great place. Um, so just uh, some questions that have come in on that and anything that you'd like to add to that particular uh, question that we've had, because I know sometimes it's like, where do I, what's a high yield savings account? And we kind of laugh anymore because like, well, if we can find half of a percent, that's great. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I loved what you put in there. I mean, that's great advice because um, we've always gone with the high yield savings accounts, but like you mentioned, the the interest rate isn't great, but I think um, there are some, some online savings accounts that give you different tools to build out different buckets. Um, like Ally is one of them, um, that'll let you without having to open several accounts, they'll let you create different savings goals. And so I think that's a really cool visual tool to go in there and say, okay, this is how much is in my travel account. This is how much is in my emergency fund. Um, so I, I think Ally is one that I really like, um, just being able to build out your buckets. I think that is a neat idea because sometimes, you know, having like multiple accounts gets overwhelming and often we'll tell people consolidate. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but then on the same hand, if you have different goals, like one goal might be to buy a house or to buy a car or to save for a vacation, having three separate accounts like that, you know, and trying to put money in those different buckets can make your head spin sometimes where if you can put all of it in that one ally account and the ally can break it out for you based on what you've put in that system that is kind of nice sometimes so it just depends on what you're looking for so longer term meaning like maybe need not needing it in several years like under five years or so you know or five years like maybe this um i savings bond is a good idea but ally might be something that's you know within a couple of years that you could throw some money in as well and it's easy access you know, it's, yeah, it's really definitely. liquid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope you all have enjoyed the show. And again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send, don't hesitate to send them our way. We'd love to answer your questions, pass this along to your friends and make sure that if you do need some clarification, we hear about it. Thanks everyone. And happy 2022. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.